All right, are you ready, Rance? I'm ready. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We have an amazing guest today. I'm really excited to talk. We're going to talk business. We're going to talk music. We're going to talk life. We're going to talk philosophy. Very inspiring guy. You may know him from 1500 or nothing. It's our gang sign, guys. Three and a five. The three, three times five. Yeah. <laughs> you may know him from 1500 Sound Academy. You may know him uh, for his producer work with songwriting, producer songwriting, LMA, all the way to, I mean, most recently, LMA and Roddy Rich, big successes there, but way mm. back, Jay Z, everything. Rance has been in this a long game. I just said his name, so you already know who it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make a lot of noise for Rance Dobson. Oh, yeah. Lawrence Rance Dobson. Yes. Lawrence Rance 1500 Dobson. Mm-hmm. You're big on branding. Damn right. You're 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 a master of branding. <laughs> I won't say master, but I love learning and I just love learning all the rules so I can break that shit all the time. Learn the rules so you can break the rules. Every time. And create new ones. Give me an example. Uh, learn the rules. I mean, for anything in music, you know, uh, you got to learn, you got to know your scales. You got to know all the, uh, the fundamentals of, of whatever language, what you're, what you're trying to do. So me knowing, understanding music and, you know, I started off doing, you know, West Coast rap music. I had to realize that it was more <laughs> genres than that. So I studied, I studied everything from from everything from the 1920s and up to, from hit songs and i paid attention to why did i like these songs and like and when you understand the details of the why that's when you start learning the rules that already worked mm. then when you learn the rules that already work you can change that shit because 50 percent is is learned behavior the other 50 percent is god and the swag that you have in you yeah. you know what i mean so it's both though so with that you can be more intentional in what you're going for with the production or with the song yeah because you're you it's a when you can get get it to where your, your subconscious mind is autopilot for whatever you're good at yeah that's when you got more room for god to just show off and you got more room in your brain to just not have to think about the technical things because mm. that's natural. Mm. How do you leave space for God? Um, I don't. I never let him away from me. <laughs> Keep him close at all times. He's always in me, man. Yeah, yeah. I got you. That's how you got to stay grounded, bro. Or yeah, this world will eat you alive. Yeah, literally. You've done a great job with that, man. One thing I've I've always loved about about you is your energy. Every time I see you, it's a big smile. It's a You're big my dog, hug, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I and I feel lucky for that. I feel on, I'm, I'm happy to be a friend of Come yours. On, I uh, I really have a lot of respect for what you do and, that. and what you've built and what you're continuing to build. I mean, we're sitting here in your brand new studio, in Volume Studios, hey. which is all about uh, it's it's honestly super inspiring. And I've been watching you guys build it for years too. So <laughs> to see the vision, because you were telling me years ago about it, yeah. 
And I was like, okay. And then I saw it as the wood frames. Uh-huh. And then I saw it come. And now I'm like in it. And I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a dream come true. It's literally, man. Shout out to my partner, James Fontley Roy, one of the coldest. I can't even say he's just a songwriter. He's one of the coldest creators alive. He just designed the Mickey Mouse for Disney 100th anniversary, by the way. Let's just, like, what else? Like, yeah, that's my dog. And shout out to Tyler, man. But we always just wanted to have a place in the world, you know, before our time was up to change it. Mm. And the only thing I could think of is if we build something that's 30 seconds next to the airport where it's almost disrespectful to pass us, <laughs> you know, and um, build a place where it's tech, fashion, film, music, sports, culture, family offices, and VCs that's not assholes that understand the art of giving, I think we got a chance to do something. <laughs> <laughs> you know absolutely you got a chance to do more exactly and collaborate more and build more businesses so tell everyone really exactly what this is because you just mentioned a lot of things that i think are are going to come out of this building but what exactly is this, this compound? building yeah um this building is called valium well there's two sides we got a really big building it's thirty-five thousand square feet it's all together but we got to separate it but just imagine the x-man school for the best creatives in the world um, one of the things that make our school tight is, you know, 70, 80% of the teachers are superstars and we never tell any of our students who's coming in. So, you know, like five days ago, James had Bruno Mars just pop up and say, what's up? <laughs> We've had, you know, Justin Timberlake, Gary V, Sad Guru teaching class on meditation and I was, sound. I was there for Sad Guru. We amazing. had, you know, the CEO of Uga Labs, the, I mean, VCs and, you know, Ryan Breslow, 20-year-old billionaire, you know. <laughs> yeah. There's just so many people that that's that made, uh, that shifted culture by them fixing something, solving a problem. And yeah. th- this is literally like the one space for the best brains in the world that understands how to really get into the hearts and the mind of the consumer and like change shit for the better. And that's 1500 Sound Academy. You motherfucking right. You know it, man. It's so great what you're doing. I love how you are pushing it forward and uh, sharing your knowledge and bringing your community and your collective because mm. you've, you've built such a strong community. And that's another thing that I really respect about you is how close you keep everyone to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you find your people that you like working with, and oh, yeah. and and the the rent circle is always growing. Yeah, I call ourselves we're like the mob for good people. I like that. We still got rules to where you can't break the code or there's consequences. But the people that's here, that's a part of the mob, we understand the rules, so it's like family code. So yeah. we just it's all respect and love and. We just want to help each other and give each other stuff and help other people. And we get a a rush out of that. So, you know, it's tight to have a community of people that's some bad motherfuckers in all of their genres. You know what I mean? That could actually help help people with no negative ill intentions. Yes. So to take it back is now you have built this strong community and you are uh, opening up the community essentially for people to, to get involved and learn and kind of, you know, uh, pass it forward. But before that, so when 1500 or nothing started, at what point did 1500 become a collective? It's crazy because I always wanted a band since I was a kid. Right. So it was, but I wanted to have a band where, um, be a part of a band to where they 
we were friends and family for real. You know, some musicians, everybody has their own swag and we're all different and creative, but I wanted to have uh, our co-musicians of people that that believed in what we believed in. We, you know, we believe in God, we go to church, we, we, under, we understand family and we, you know, we respect the code. So I just wanted to have a, a family of some of the coldest musicians ever. But the cold thing about 1500 is everybody plays everything. So yeah. we play whatever's playing. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and shout out to church music because of that. You know, I was the drummer, keyboard player didn't show up, had to learn the keys. Same, yeah. you know, same thing. So it's literally like a conglomerate of, of genius musicians, man. And, um, it, you know, it all started off from, I think, me, shout out to Uncle Chuck, man. Rest in peace, Uncle Chuck, yeah, my brother. But uh, I went to elementary school with Chuck. Wow. So we started making music in fourth grade. Chuck was the only person that had equipment and amps and organs at his grandma's house on Arlington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, it started from that. And we, and throughout my life, we, me going to church and just meeting different people, I just just had a connection with certain people where a guy was like, yo, he's us. He's he's part of the squad. Yeah. So I was just picking people, hand-picking people throughout my life. You yeah. know what I mean? Even, you know, shout out to, you know, my guy Mars, man. We started with him. Mars was one of the coldest musicians, producers ever. But the cold thing about him, he was just different. Yeah. You know, he, even at church, he was the one that, dress different and and you know he'll be playing cartoons and stuff at at church cartoon theme songs and stuff like that <laughs> so yeah, yeah. like he 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 was he differentiated himself and that made us want to just come together and and build and start you know producing together and then you know Brody Brown we was picking up Brody when he was 14 from school ditching class <laughs> and and you know taking him to rehearsal so he's been spoiled his whole life yeah. <laughs> he just killing the game you know <laughs> He's on every Bruno Mars hit single. Um, he's from Compton, you know yeah. what I mean. And then James, I met James at at uh, first. I met him at church, freestyle rapping, battling people, and he was murdering everybody. So I'm like, who is this dude just rapping? And then uh, I was like Don King then, so I was like <laughs> <laughs> trying to, try to be his manager for uh, his battle rapping. So we was he was literally going to this thing called the Pit, murdering all the battle rappers bro like that's famous now and if y'all have been to the pitch y'all know james has murdered a lot of people and uh it's not even trying but you know every and then we actually got together and um at a shootout it's a long story let's but hear it, it uh I, well i don't snitch but I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> let's hear what we can let's hear what we can yeah yeah <laughs> we're at a party um, uh, I seen James. This is like our second time seeing each other. So saying we was gonna hang out, came yeah. with some of my friends. It was a, a thing that happened at a party. Yeah, it was a big fight. It was a shootout, and then at that at that point, it was maybe like two or three people that was you know that got shot in front of us, yeah. in front of our car. So, um, we was literally in handcuffs for hours in front of because they didn't know who did what. <laughs> so me and James is sitting here outside. Uh, somebody shot right in front of my car. Bam was with me at the time. And I was literally in handcuffs with the homies. And I'm looking at James like, man, yo, we got to just, we got to, we really got to connect, bro. This is stupid. <laughs> that is how you and James Fauntleroy <laughs> like made friends? Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, we really got cool at a shootout. And after that, 
in see, handcuffs. Like we should work together yeah, sometime, yeah, bro. This is, yeah, it was stupid. And then uh, I see I seen him again at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and that's when we really connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, him and Uncle Chuck, which Uncle Chuck was with us, so we had a group of people. James was with his group of people, and at that time, Chuck was like, you know, he could sing, so yeah. Chuck was like like to battle so him and james was kind of like going at it and it, it was it was fun man and uh i asked james to do we sing he was like yeah and i was like man could you man you should come to our rehearsal be a part of our band with bobby valentino so he comes to you know he, now he's in our band and and uh at that time that's it goes into how we got our name yeah so we were playing for bobby valentino doing a church gig right when his uh that song slow down was coming out yeah and um I, we he asked us to to do a showcase for Def Jam and at that time we did like six seven rehearsals for free we was broke at the time but he was you know my dog he was he he had some money and he was inviting people and we just didn't understand yeah. how broke we was so my homie Poon who was his manager at the time and him asked us I was like look man you gotta give us 1500 or nothing man it's, it's a three piece bag it's five you know get, like pay up or you know pay up and he was like alright well, what y'all gonna call yourself Fifteen hundred or nothing. Yeah, <laughs> are you gonna yes. pay us or what? So from there we, you know, we started our own handshake. Oh, we got a handshake too. You know, have you ever seen our handshake? No. So it's it's one five zero zero. But I have to give credit for the person who made that handshake up, and it is Lupe Fiasco. Oh no way! Fast story. We were playing for Lupe Fiasco. Um, no, this is at the time we uh, Lupe Fiasco had a friend. Now there, he's from a crew called Fifteen Hundred in Chicago. Oh, there are, it's like a whole other gang. And your family in Chicago? Yeah, my right? whole family's Chicago. Yeah, oh, but wow. Lupe yeah. crew is Fifteen Hundred. Wow. We're Fifteen Hundred and nothing. Yeah. So at the time, MySpace was cracking. Uncle Chuck called me like, "Yo, these people said they fifteen hundred man. We we got beef." I'm like, "Oh, okay. What are we doing?" So he's MySpace beefing with, with with our homeboy Bishop. Now he's our friend now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with Bishop, because Bishop said he's from fifteen hundred. Two weeks later, my guy Jason Salvador calls me for us to do a gig with Lupe Fiasco. So we're at our first day rehearsal. Chuck like, oh, that's that dude right there. So we it's like a a standstill. Like we don't know if we about to fight. We don't know what's going on. Lupe walks in, introduced everybody. We trying to get to the bottom of it. We like, well, we 1,500 or nothing. Everybody's showing their tattoos. We like, yo, we a real gang. Y'all yeah. can't, you know, yeah, this yeah. shit is serious. We really love music. And uh, they was like, well, we, we're a crew in Chicago. And then they start showing their tattoos. I'm like, oh. So then they was like, and we got our handshake. So then he showed me the handshake. It was like 1500. I'm like, all right, we got to be a joint venture, guys. <laughs> We got to get along. The so partnership's then, <laughs> mind of, of Lawrence Dobson yep. is born. So that's when we literally did the cool tour, and we just murdered the game and, and for that live tour with Lupe that year, bro. It was what, nuts. dude? So it was a lot of game banging going on low-key, but uh, <laughs> we take music real serious. Wow, <laughs> man. Crazy story. I don't tell that story too much, but... I am happy to hear it. That's yeah. Wow, that's like there's so much depth to this. It's crazy. And, and what what else I love about that is... You were building a collective, a community naturally. Not even you were thinking just, about it. Was just, it. Yep. just happening. Yeah, we just wanted to be around people that cared about detail, and that was really dope. Yeah, and that was just a cool person that wasn't a, a buster in these streets, but yeah, yeah, yeah. love God that you know had some swag. You know, so everybody in our band is their own character. It, you can watch them alone and be entertained. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, only definitely. because they practice enough to where they let 
the guy part come in and you can show off a little bit more because we we got the muscle memory part. So now I can close my eyes and put the keyboard on my head and crib walk at the same time. You know what I mean? Like it, we, we make it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. It's so funny to hear about the origin of the 1500 or nothing name. And to oh, come yeah. from that, and to come from it also being because it was three of you and five hundred apiece, yeah, not fifteen hundred each, <laughs> yeah, to, to see not where you five guys. Five of us, three hundred. Oh, five, <laughs> five of you, three hundred each. Yeah, but it's grown. It's you know we've it was with Bobby, it was a band, and then we had yeah. backgrounds. We had Alex, and my sister Jay Black, James, yeah. at the time BJ, the Chicago kid, was in our band wow. performing with By Valentino. So wow. it's it's a real family, man. That's so cool. I remember uh, when I first started hanging out with you guys, like before Jam Card, I was drumming with with James with Fallen uh, yeah, Lorraine, yeah. and uh, and I got my first check from from fifteen hundred from James or whoever, and yeah. I didn't even ask how much it was going to be for, and then it came in and it was for fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> and I was like, they take this shit seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, got, his, his definitely his zeros his price went all the way up now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. But that's I was like, up. I should have saved that check, man. This that's my fifteen hundred dollar check for fifteen hundred. Like, Come okay, on. that's hard. That's hard. Man. Wow, man. Okay, so then, and your your first hit though. So after all of that, you get the name, you got the collective starts, and then uh, show them what you got was the first like hit, right? Yeah, I think that was our first hit. Hit hit. Snoop gave us the opportunity first though. Snoop yeah. put me, me and James and Mars at the time we were working with Teddy Riley on yeah. on the guys album for like four months at Record Plant. I mean not Record Plant, uh, Record One, mm -hmm. where uh, where actually Ali's at now. I forgot the name of the studio. Um, but <clears throat> we learned a lot from Teddy, bro. Like yeah. he is one of the most genius people alive. So he basically gave us a studio for four months and let us do whatever and he worked with us so we were learning everything from him and learning the mixing board ssl and that's why you know shout out to dr dre and teddy riley and just blaze and battle cat for the <laughs> ssl yeah. yeah just for just just teaching me the swag on the ssl man because that that really separated my sound and i feel like i didn't answer your question, but I just looked at the SSL and I love this thing. It's, no, it's, it's okay. Well, congratulations on, on your SSL. I thank you. This is Rance's SSL. Yes. This guy has gone all the way up, man. Come on. And you named some monster producers that you've been working with for, I mean, yeah, what, real 15 mentors. years, yeah. 10, 15 years, right? Yeah. But the question was, okay, so Snoop gave you the opportunity, though, first. Yeah, Snoop gave us the opportunity. Yeah. Um, uh, he actually put us on a song that he didn't even rap on. It was an album called Welcome to the Church. It was, a, mm. it was an album mixtape. Mixtape, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, James had a song called I Know You Remember Me. Smash, it still bangs right now. Everybody still loves this song. And Snoop loves the song that much. He just put us on the song, put James' song on the song, and didn't even rap on it at first. Put it on the mixtape <laughs> without even rapping on it. Yeah, then it, I put it on the radio and everything, yeah. so we thought we were, we thought we was cracking in. But uh, but yeah, shout out to Snoop. And then after that, we just kept going and touring, and and I started working with Just Blaze. And um, shout out to Just Blaze at that time. Man, he was he didn't he didn't have one song that wasn't on the radio, bro. Yeah. He was killing the game. Oh man. yeah. And um, he gave us opportunity to where uh, I remember one time, first time I met him, we, we met at uh, Can Am, and uh. He just gave us a shot. He was like, "Yo, what y'all got? What y'all?" He gave us a <clears throat> an idea, and then he left another room to go play video games. And then when he came back, 
it was crazy. And he was like, oh, I like you guys. So then he started calling me every time. He Every time he come to L.A., I was his guy. So, nice. yo, I'm in L.A. I'm working on Detox. I need, uh, I need a band. That's how we end up doing. We did Show Me What You Got in the song called Why You Hate the Game with yeah. Marsha and Brushes and Nas uh, in the same day. We yeah. did like 12 wow. songs that day. And I had the choir. I had 1,500 crowds, literally all our homies that's famous now that was just in our choir. That was the homies that just wanted to come sing. Yep. And, um, you know, Chuck, Mars, Brody, we had the whole squad there. Chords was there. We had, it was, we had we had fun that day, man. But and we, when he was playing video games, you guys were working on Show Me What You Got? No, that was the, we was playing video games. That was the first time we met Just Blaze. Oh, okay, but okay, after okay. that, he was calling us a lot to come, right. come out there. So he was working with on Detox with Dr. Dre. And that time we was just, wanted the opportunity so bad we were just going crazy so we didn't leave the studio and so that time to show you pull show me what you got up we went crazy he was pulling you know we were just making a, a bunch of songs and i never forget a month later he called like yo jay-z uh rapped on that song and he said get a drum or something i'm like oh no then i heard it on the radio like the next day and then i seen a budweiser commercial and then after that that was like the first song for us getting away with playing church music on the radio that's so great <laughs> doing solos and shit it was crazy it's so cool because to have that be like the first hit from you guys too it represents yeah. the big live sound yep. that is yep. 1500 yep. it's like it was meant to be yeah number god man it was god's timing for that and that was bam drumming on that song bam Bam, bam, bam. He is he is unfair to people. You can actually watch that video of him playing it on YouTube. Yeah, check of them that track, out. Of them doing that tracking session and bam, doing all. Yeah. Just take after take after take on the. Yeah, I was a terrible videographer too. Y'all got to bear with me. But, that was uh, you? Yeah. Oh, I was. Yeah, I video. You've I've gotten been, better now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm way better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live and learn, man. Yeah, Live for sure. <laughs> well, I knew then. I, I watched his thing with Puffy talking about how important content is and filming stuff and yep. 20 years ago I just never stopped man so show me what you got comes out you guys have a hit on the radio it's in it's in commercials it's Jay-Z right and now you're starting to stack all the opportunities mm -hmm. how does your life change how do you handle it like what happens we're always still playing at church yeah and you know life didn't all the way change it, we were like the local hood celebrities, yep. which is nothing wrong with being Inglewood, <laughs> Inglewood, right? L.A. Yeah. But we are yeah. have studio Inglewood. Yeah. Shout out to my Inglewood people, though. But you know, it's Los Angeles LA as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're one band, one sound. But um, yeah, that was it. Was pretty crazy, bro. It was pretty crazy. And you're learning the whole time, man. You're just you're collecting knowledge. You're your, yeah. Your collective is growing. The people around you, like you are, like I feel like. You're a natural at, uh, like, I don't know. I feel like when I when I when I think about rants and like I'm like, okay, he's got a bunch of things going on. He's mm -hmm. working on a bunch of ideas at once. He's he's collecting people. He's mm -hmm. he's, he's he's collabing with people. It's like, mm -hmm. and that was just coming from you naturally, huh? No one taught you that. That was just your. That's just your personality. It's from family, man. Like yeah, yeah. If he was to go to my family house when we was kids in the hood. Everybody came to our house because yeah. my mom was gonna cook. We was going to have uh, a jam session. Yeah. And you just wanted to be there. So, you know, I, we just always wanted to make environments to where people would just want to feel good and be there. And then yeah. when that happens, magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So having the environment is one of the most, creating the environment is the most important part. Even for this, this is the environment for people to feel safe, 
to be able to think, to be able to really, you know, just just feel free to to shift culture. You know? Yeah. Well, and so yeah, you've you've produced and 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 uh, been a songwriter on on a lot of these hit songs, but you've also have a huge n- list of you have a huge list of people you've musical directed for. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a different skill set. Of course it's all music, right? But yeah. like prepping for a live show versus prepping for yes. a, a session recording, like how do how do you kind of balance like w- when you end up musical director versus it's a sessions? it's totally separate. It, it, yeah. it's kinda it's totally separate, but if you're a producer, a real producer that understands the art of space, yeah. You can be a great musical director. Yeah. And if you know how to solve problems fast and still smile at the same time in front of the camera, even yeah. though somebody's fucking up the fucking song <laughs> and the click tracks off, you still got to <laughs> smile and then tell the artist, yo, keep going, say this. The band, the shit's fucking up. And then you go tell the the <laughs> monitor guy, hey, you're fucking up. Like, what are we doing? Can we fix this? And you got to smile the whole time. So it's really about being a problem solver and yeah. being organized and just having a good team, man. Like, I'm just blessed to be able to have the Avengers to where, you know, back in the day I was MDing and doing a lot of stuff to where now my job is a lot easier because God has blessed me with the coldest musicians alive. Like, yeah. you know, shout out to Damo and Kyrie, you know, and Quentin and, you know, Chris Payton. Like, all the, all the, all our people are really like, I'm making them MDs now, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. you know, of course we did for Beyonce. We uh, we got the call to do the Dubai show. Yep. So I MD'd that. The difference with me is when I walked in um, for the rehearsal, I walked in with me, Kyrie, and Damo. So, yo, we're the MDs. What y'all want to do? Yeah. Most people won't do that because they're selfish and they really, you know. To yeah, the point. yeah, yeah. So it's to the point now where Dame, Kyrie, Kyrie, I left and Kyrie killed it, and and Damo had to go to Alicia Keys to MD her. Yeah, we're we're really like smart the game. Man. Yeah, and, yeah, you're scaling it. That's how that's how you grow. Yeah, and then shout out to the homies Omar and Adam Blackstone too. Yeah, uh, Omar Edwards. Yeah, we're yeah. we're like in cahoots. People don't know we're homies though. Yeah, you guys like, are all yeah, together. Yeah, it's like see you with Adam, or you're with us West yeah. Coast or Omar, but or man, man, well we're really homies man, for man. real. <laughs> You get chosen to do the Beyonce show. Mm-hmm. Where does that call come from? Uh, shout out to motherfucking Guru. Guru. So, guru calls and be like, yo, Ho want to holler at you. Put Ho on the phone. Ho like, yo, I need a, you know, I, I need something for my lady. I, you know, I need y'all. Y'all can put, I need y'all to pull this off. It's, you know, three weeks and we got a Dubai show, but we want to do it and y'all can pull it off. And he puts Beyonce on the phone. <laughs> so it was a uh, three minute, the craziest three minute conversation ever. <laughs> and uh, then she just explained what she needed. And, you know, we, anybody that calls me and they family, bro, we gonna, we gonna do what we gotta do to, to yeah. make it work. And we pulled it off, you know, and shout out to B and J and Rock Nation and Dez and the whole team just for trusting us, you know, that we could pull all this shit off in a short amount of time. But, you know, they did tell me the we uh, our three weeks of rehearsal. They normally for Coachella it was months. Yeah, you know what I mean for us to do the same type of show. So yeah. it's just about honing in and and just getting focused and knowing that you're picking the right people that yeah. can make your life easier. That's people that can retain and you know do their job. So when you're talking to Beyonce about the Dubai show and it's like three weeks for this huge show, 
What is her vision like in that first phone call on a high level? Oh yeah, her vision is amazing. She she explained what she wanted to do and the you know I want I want thirty strings. I'm gonna have forty dancers. I'm gonna have horn sections. We're gonna have this. So we want to make it you know really feel like a big band and you know so we we. All I need is direction, and we gonna, we going to bring it home. Yeah. You know, we're going to do what we do. It's, it's in us. So a three-week rehearsal prep for a show versus months for Coachella. Yeah, I mean, shit, Nas, we did a show in Nas for a two-day rehearsal in in Japan for an hour and 30-minute show. <laughs> and and we didn't get to meet the nigga until we got to Japan. This was years ago, though. Wow. So... You rely on the DJ a yeah, lot in that situation. No, no we we're Playback? a band. We don't know. We we when you understand that if you're like the difference between fifteen hundred and most other bands, we're a band full of producers. Yes, full of real producers yep. that's doing it in real life. So yes. this band thing is like a blessing and a hobby, and and it just it's just something that keeps our spirits up for us to keep making music yeah. for, for the world. That's what I was going to ask about, actually. I'm glad that you brought that uh -huh. up because I feel like um, it's it's there's not a lot of journeys of people going, because even you know this, the hop from musician to musical director is a big hop, uh -huh. right? And then the hop from musical director to producer or songwriter is a big hop. Uh -huh. And a lot of people aren't successful even in making that hop or you kind of get thought like, oh, you're just a drummer. Like you're not supposed to be the MD or, or whatever, right. you, you know, from the naysayers right. and the haters around. Right. But you went, you, you were a musician, MD or really producer, MD. Mm -hmm. And even at the level you're at now, you'll still go and tour with Jay-Z or mm -hmm. whatever, go back out on the road. It, why do you do it? Uh, I love music. Yeah. It's not about money. I'll be doing this if I was broke. If I lose all my money, I'm going to do music until I get some more. <laughs> 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 when you got that guy, it's, when it comes from God, you know what you got. And that's why it's important to keep to pray and meditate and keep your spirits up and, and stay, just keep the distractions away from you. Because yeah. as a musician, it can get tough. We're It's just tough for us. I mean, I was even one of the... Another reason why we wanted to build the school, because for I wanted to be the one that helped make musicians rich. Yeah, musicians are some of the most important people in the world that helps these artists make millions of dollars. Yeah, but they don't get that other millions of dollars. So, right. just for the record, we are the most expensive band ever, <laughs> and I close my eyes and pick a price. So. <laughs> It's okay if y'all don't want to hire us. It's okay, it's weird, you know. But you gotta stand for something, bro. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For real. And you've more than proven yourself and what you do and your brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. I mean, we we let the music speak for itself. Yeah. Like we're not people that talk about you know how good we are and shit like yeah. that because that's not what you're supposed to do. That's not. Do what you know what else speaks for you? What? That jewelry, bro. <laughs> that, that shiny jewelry looking beautiful. Oh, my thanks, guys. What do we got there? What do we got? Uh, a little Cartier. Um, we got a jewelry company, Valium Jewelry. And obviously we have a um, store at the Resort World, Twilight True, and we got our Valium Jewelry store. I've been in, there. I saw there. it. Hey, it's awesome. So go get your jewelry. Get your swag right. Oh, yeah. Tell them we sent you. Get your discount. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that is, that's no normal Cartier watch, bro. Uh... I mean, 
Every time I look at it, I just thank God. It's just yeah. a reminder that yeah. that God is real and how tight He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I could lose this tomorrow if I become an asshole. Yeah, yeah. So don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Keep getting rewards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep being a good person and working hard. Yeah, yeah. Tell, explain to me because like, uh, I I know that you love jewelry. Like, so what what does it mean to you? Um, the crazy part is. I, to be totally honest, I really didn't care about jewelry ever and really still don't, but I'm here for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this online, but one of my secrets is, um, I'm here. I got a responsibility from God. Yeah. So God does all these cool things to bless me with things and put me through so many situations where I've dealt with every level of people from gangbangers to billionaires to where, um, this gets attention from certain people. Yeah. So you got to get their attention to tell them about God and tell yeah. them how, you know, what just basically this gets their attention for them to listen. So you can tell them to get to their higher self. Actually. Yeah. It's a so foot in the door. I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah. I'll sell it right now. And then I'll go to my store and get another one. Yeah. <laughs> and sell that, you know, but it, it's not about that. Like you get, yeah. I start getting jewelry, getting blessed after I start giving. And yeah. after I really understood what my purpose is and, and got aligned with myself and God and, and you know, family and it, shit just lines up. Yeah. You know, you don't, you, you ask for something and God gives you way more than you'll ever think. So yeah. this is a part of the, <laughs> the extra stuff that I didn't even ask for that. Yeah. He's blessed me with, but he'll take it if I don't. It can go tell, away. Yeah, it it's not here forever. Yeah. So you gotta, you know, stay, stay grounded guys. Cause boy, I hate losing stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> So it's it's a door opener. Yeah, you can lose it all fast. Yeah. It's it's a door opener. It's a conversation starter mm -hmm. with like people you're maybe looking up to um, or looking I'll never forget yeah. the 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 first time a rich guy paid me like maybe it was like $100,000 or something. Yeah. He told me I had a watch on. I, I borrowed my homie's watch at the time. I, I didn't have no money like that. Yeah. And uh, I think I borrowed my homie Robin Hood watch. And nice. he, and he's seen it. And he was, uh, he hired me to do six songs and give me his hundred thousand. But at the end, he said, "You know, I'm gonna tell you a little secret." Because um, he's Jewish, he was like, "Yo, uh, I wouldn't, I would have never paid you this much money if I didn't already see that you had a watch on that you had some money." Nice. I was just like, "Wow, you motherfucker!" Wow. Thanks for telling me that. So ever since then, I've been swagging. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's amazing learning yeah, lesson. Perception is everything. Yeah, you got absolutely got to create the perception that you want people to think you are. If you want people to think you're broke, look broke. Yeah, don't think you think you're rich. If you want to get more money, and unfortunately for our culture, we have to look like more money to get for people to believe that yeah. we have a brain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. We're smart, interesting. Which is dumb as fuck. But yeah. you know, we we got to do what we got to do to get the attention and. You know, get everybody today higher self. So yeah, you can show like, yo, you, I'm, I have proven myself. Yeah, yeah, I have a watch. Yeah, I got a watch. Yeah. I got a stupid. <laughs> wow, but it's playing the game. Playing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to have a watch, though. You know, it's, it's good it's, to have the watch. Good to have a watch. It's it's a <laughs> so yeah, so how do you balance right now? Because this is something I'm struggling with. So I would love to personally pick your brain on mm -hmm. this. Because the, the the bigger jam card gets, the less I play drums, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. I'm sure you're not playing drums no more. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, you know, or like the bigger, whatever the, 
the the bandwidth that I have, right, uh, for free time or creative time, like goes down, yeah. right? Depending on, or maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's an internal thing of my priority. Maybe the drumming then drops, and I need to raise it back up. But how do you balance the business side of rants and the music creation time side of rants? You gotta build a school of Elmos that has your same ideology of how you think, what you believe in, how you work, all that. If you build a school of Elmos, the real Elmo can do less work but still be involved, still get the other Elmo's money, and you can still have a little time to do what Elmo wants to do is play the fucking drums like he wants to. Yeah. But you gotta. it's really about building a team of people that, that's a real team. Some people, you, you think that they're they're your team and they're thinking about them you know what i mean everybody around us like that's around me now thinks about us you know like i wake up every day thinking about how much money can i make other people like i never think how much money i can make myself because get what you give you that ain't how if you it's just if we just change how our brain thinks we can get some more money and it's it's very it's not that hard but it takes you know, you, you got to train your subconscious mind how to think. You yeah. know, we're not thinking about what our subconscious mind is thinking about. And that's when you could veer off to being an asshole mm-hmm. and missing out on that money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Give and you'll receive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really, awesome. it sounds cliche, but that shit really works. <laughs> no, I believe it. And also your work ethic, right? Like you were saying, you were in the stu- you were in this studio until 5 a.m. In the last three days, I've been leaving here five up at nine. And back here, and I see. Good morning, guys. It's the morning time. Rance was on time today. He, Rance was seven <laughs> minutes early, man. Yeah, yeah. I was, but I had to. You know, I'm trying to get a whole another building. I just yeah bought a whole party rentals company just nice. a couple of days ago. So now I'm getting storage and and all. It's just finding businesses that align with your business. Yeah. Why wouldn't I get a party rentals company if I have an event space? Yeah. That would be stupid. Why wouldn't I get an equipment rentals company? If we do tours, yeah. you know, so it's, you guys got to really think about the one core thing that you guys are bringing to the table, but then there's so many other things yeah. aligned that could make, just make your brand just epic and make you so much more money to where you can build your portfolio and sell your company for a couple hundred million eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, uh, or we just had James Fontley around the podcast. That's my nigga. What up, Fontley Reezy? It was awesome. As always. And uh, I was asking him about you, of course. And one thing that really stood out to me, and by the way, if you haven't uh, heard that episode yet. Oh, I got to watch this. <laughs> I wonder what he said. It's really good. <laughs> it's really funny. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Go, yeah. So go listen to that episode if you missed it. But we were, I was talking about the two of you because I was like, you guys both seem like planets to me. Like there's mm-hmm. like the Rance planet and the James planet, but you're in, you're not on the same planet, but you're in the same solar system. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Me and that, James are two totally different just hood guys and that <laughs> but we are so we got the same purpose so yeah you know when we're aligned so it's over so i asked him this and i wonder what your answer is so i was like okay so you and rants or i asked him so you and james in this case you and james are both planets in the same solar system so what is your son what is my son i don't know, let me think about this um I don't know. I wouldn't even make it planets. James is like, you know what I tell people what James is? James is like Steve Jobs, Walt Disney, 
and Tukey Williams in one person. Now, you got to really do your research to know who all these people are. <laughs> but <laughs> that really explains it, you know? Like, wow. that's the best way I can explain James, you know? He's... He's past the planet. He's in. He's in the souls. <laughs> he's past like, the he's like he's. You can't even see him. He's invisible, but you hear him. You feel him, and everywhere you look, he has something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely, for sure. But if you had to choose a sun that was, if you guys were metaphorical planets, what would be the sun that you're both revolving around? Like your truth that you guys both share. Our truth that we both share. Hmm. Like inspiration and like what we is We both it? really, the two things we care about really that we always talk about is just being your best. Like doing your best, like yeah. being your best. Like really, if you do a song, do your best song. Yeah. Every time. Every and time. we've realized that mm. that is what has, that's the reason why we're where we are, wow. bro. I've never got a placement from an A&R or a label. Wow. James probably got two. Yeah. If any, you were saying from like none from that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about we do music. Somebody likes it. Tell somebody. Tell somebody else they want to work with us. Yeah, we end up being cool. We end up becoming a relationship, and it just keeps growing. You know, yes. like for James, I remember he it was he was working on Chris Brown. He had Chris Brown first albums. Then from there went he Chris Brown was dating Rihanna, and he played it for Rihanna. And then Rihanna got into Riante and now it's just everybody just loves James. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's but that came from him just not caring and yeah. making the best music that he can make and putting details and doing intros and outro. Like James is gonna make sure you you don't get bored ever. Yeah. So that you know that but that's a that's a reason why. You you could tell if you're lazy do the music. You could tell do if your you best. Care. Do your best. It's once again so simple. It's so hard to actually put into practice. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally our, our and even motto. To, even just to remind yourself every day. Yeah. Just do your best. I mm-hmm. love that. That's really cool. Do you want to know what he said the sun is for you what? guys? Very similar. All right. Growth. Mm. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Bigger. Yeah. We More, just like, we like, what can be big? You guys both have such big ideas and We're visions. nuts, bro. Like, <laughs> we're really people. That's why we have to have our own little world so people yeah. won't think we're crazy because yeah. we really think we could do anything yeah and we can and you just gotta believe it too like yeah. you know so james we're we this is where we think man we're real thinkers and yeah we really believe that there's no limit if you could think it you can really do it yeah and uh it's just about the discipline and distractions and doing mm. it every day not stopping Doing your due diligence on everything that you need to know about the company, knowing yeah. about all these other companies, knowing about your competition, understanding. <laughs> Shout out to my guy, Big uh, Bob, too. He taught me a lot about branding, yeah. branding laws, marketing laws, understanding human behavior, understanding the 10 people from Boston and Germany that controls the world, mm. that controls the mind. Like, how do you not know about Edward Bernays, Clayton mm. Christensen, Peter Drucker, like all mm-hmm. these people that... Mm-hmm control the minds you got to understand how they operate so you can break the rule learn the rules and break the motherfuckers but they you know some of these people do it for the bad but if you do it for the good with the same rules it can change culture just how the news is fucking up our brains yeah 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 (laughs) it's it's the same thing so you know yeah shout out to big bob that's my dog and and uh the book that you love 
the 22 oh, yeah. immutable 22 laws. immutable laws of branding and the 22 immutable laws of marketing one of my favorite books um just one of my favorite books and that's something that bob taught me and nip a lot yeah and we we talked about that book a lot and um either, you know every anybody can be an artist but there's rules to being a brand yeah and if you really want to um scale and and get into the hearts and the minds of people you can't break these rules mm-hmm. <laughs> there's 22 of them and uh marketing and branding laws yeah. you know and i encourage everyone to get those books get those books get deep in it yeah um you brought up nip so nipsey hustle rest in peace mm-hmm. your brother close friend from childhood right mm-hmm. you guys were you guys were homies way before music yeah. right high, high school homies and what an incredible journey what an incredible rise that and you all collaborated on and built together and mm-hmm. at, at what point did you and nipsey start making music together um when did we start making music i mean it was the crazy thing is we always you know we all we got the same friends you know, yeah. so that's a Hood and all our homies in the crenshaw district area but that's we've always had the same group of friends and at that time <laughs> back in the day as a band we were playing for uh snoop dogg and yeah. playing for people already and I was used to see Nipsey all the time at the homie Bear Claw House or on Crenshaw Slots and selling CDs. And he was always telling us, like, yo, man, I got to fuck with you. I need a band. Because at that time, we were only, we only had one rapper from 1500, and that was Young Walt. And, and Nipsey respected Young Walt so much to where we would go to shows with a, it's everybody with 1500 shirts, 20 deep, and performing with the live band and, and Walt looking like the hood Jay-Z. <laughs> you know, Nip always was like, yo, I, I got to fuck with y'all. I got to fuck with y'all. And, and, man, I think we, I don't know when when we end up connecting, bro, but when we did, it was just a marriage. He was working with Robin Hood at the time, and, and uh, it was just a marriage, man. And all we did was talk talk about life, books, hood fights, and making music mm. <laughs> all day wow. and how we're going to expand and what we're going to do and how we're going to build stores and how we're going to build schools. Like all this was wow. a part of the plan. Like Nipsey was in this building. Like he was here when we were building this building. So even yeah. the idea of one of our rooms, our A room, we have a, um, a main A room studio with an observation room. He gave us the idea for the observation room where people can pay us and watch us work. So and cool. then there's another button where we can do lectures and there's another button, you know, for our fans and you know So cool. Shout out to Nipsey man, rest in peace here forever. That's so innovative. That idea is amazing. That idea could like could be a thing that actually scales too and, and is in a lot of studios. Like yeah. to be able to get a peek yeah. behind the curtain without it being intrusive. Yeah, we're doing that in Vegas too. That's and smart. at the Aria we got a studio That's we're smart. building right now, yeah. But uh so yeah, uh, I would love to talk with you about how you handle loss. Because um, there's a lot, there's loss in personal life. There's, I mean, Nipsey, Los. Los, my Chuck, moms. Your Nip, moms, yeah. G.I., everybody from 1500, Chuck. Yeah. We'd had a lot of losses in our family, like too many. And then not to mention all the, you know, 30 funerals I've been to in the last... 10 years <laughs> yeah. but um i've been going we've you know we're from the streets of la so yeah. literally like one another thing about our band was 
we're we were the hood band for a lot of different hoods and gangbangers too. So when people pass away as different hoods, they're gonna call me to do the funeral. So we've been literally as a child doing funerals in different hoods our whole life and experiencing it. So you get to a point to where it's like you kind of get numb to it. Yeah. And, um, but when you understand, I had to do a lot of research and, you know, getting really deeper into the word with God and understanding like how to deal with all this and still be able to, to do this. Cause it, when my mom passed in cancer, I was, it was either I was going to go left or go right. Like yeah. this almost didn't happen. Cause yeah. I was about to, I almost lost my mind. Yeah. You know? But it come to a point where, you realize that um, when people pass, they give you superpowers. Yeah. So when they leave, their superpowers are in you. Wow. And they give you responsibility, and I can't get that out of my mind, out of my soul, out of my body. So every day I have a whole group of people yeah. <laughs> up there that's wow. supporting me that I can't let down. And and I know they're giving me superpowers. I'm sleepy, bro. I haven't yeah. slept. I never sleep. Yeah. I like the things that we would be able to do, that we'd be able to pull off. It's it's un it's not human. Yeah. So I just I know it's it's God and them just giving us those superpowers to just be able to do what we all started and said we was gonna do. Mm. So what what do you think your message is that you're carrying forward and everything for Nipsey? The marathon continues. What do you mean? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's already there. Yeah. For real. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man, Los too. That was, yeah. Shout out to Los. Yeah, Carlos, big shouts to Los. Man, one of our brothers, our drummer for 1500, also passed away a couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, we had Los playing for everyone from Snoop to Jay-Z. He played for Beyonce, Roddy. There's not one gig we didn't do, you know. Yeah. Well, Los, we got, you know, Bam, Los, and, and Nick. They're our, our main drummers, so. Yeah. But Los, was, that was a tough one, man, for yeah. us, you know. We didn't see none of these coming. You never do. But, you know, we just thought we had a little bit more time to do stuff, you know. Yeah. So for everyone that's thinking they got time, do everything you say you're going to do. Yeah. If you got an album, do it. If you got a documentary out, do it. Do it all. Yeah. Because you never know. And celebrate the Ce people while they're here, too. Celebrate them while they're here. Give everybody their flowers now. For real. All right, so giving flowers to someone that's here is a, a mutual, very close friend of ours, someone that I consider. You know, you have your family that's like you're given and then you're chosen. Yeah. <laughs> and a chosen family member of mine is is Terrace Martin. Oh, T. Macaroni. <laughs> that's one person I talk to every morning. T. Macaroni. Wait, you talked to him in the morning? Because I talked to him in the morning. Listen, I've been talking to Terrace every morning. We, we're for the last <laughs> 20 years. He's like... Yeah, 20 years. I love that. Yeah, he's helped. He's definitely one of the reasons he put me in a lot of positions to yeah. change my life. Like, yeah. connected me with Snoop and Kendrick. Like, and, my whole story yeah. with Snoop is nuts. Yeah. Like, how I became, got in this band because it was Terrace, me being his driver. He had a gun case, so he couldn't drive. And I was his driver. Rance was Terrace Martin's driver. Rance, yeah. Back I was in Terrace, the day. I was everybody's driver. I had an expedition, so everybody took <laughs> oh, advantage yeah, of me. So expedition. I had to get out of equipment and all that shit. That was like the watch of back yeah. in the day at the time. You're like, oh, <laughs> exactly. I got this. I can yep. smart. But Terrace gave you opportunity, man, to um, to play for Snoop. And uh, But at that time, he told me that the keyboard player might not show up. And he didn't show up. And I had seven keyboards uh, right in front of my face five minutes before we was there was about to perform and the first song was Murder Was a Case and Terrence was like, yo, he's not showing up. What you gonna do? 
thank God I just love Snoop music already. Yeah. And uh, I did it. I was, that was like, I was so comfortable on that show because it's like. Oh, that was a show? It was a show. Straight to Terrence a show. Like, yo, take me. I think it was in Palmdale or Lancaster. And he's like, yo, the keyboard player might not show up. And if you do, you got the gig. But then after after that gig, I had to watch. Terrence told me, yo, you got two shows to watch for, before we go on tour. Because they was going on tour overseas for the first time. So at that time, it's a bunch of, you know, Snoop got nothing but gangbangers and everybody from 20s and, you know, just looking at me. And I'm over here standing over the keyboard player. The keyboard player, like, why is this dude standing over <laughs> like, what's, am I Like, what's going on? <laughs> And I had to learn that show in, in the day, bro. Wow. Like, literally learned that full tour show in the day. And I was just like this the whole time with arms crossed. Like, just, and that that was the first time I had to really make sure I had muscle memory and I can really focus. That was yeah. like the, the the hardest focus to know how to play every Snoop Dogg song, when to stop, when the breaks. And, you know, and you just got to do it right. So, Shout out to Terrace for that, cause that was a that was a challenge. But then after that, I ended up doing six world tours with him, and I met princes and kings and queens and all type of stuff. And, I, <laughs> and the one thing about me as a musician, I I'm a musician to build relationships, to do their album, and to do other things. Yeah. So every time we do a show, after the show, some musicians will go out try to find the girls. I'll go right back towards where the artist is because the people who paid us wants to take a picture with Snoop every time. Yeah. So I'm going to meet the daughter, I'm going to meet the son, then I'm going to follow up. Then I'm going to call him again. And now I have all these friends around the world just because I, I they see me at a show 20 years with Snoop and now we got all these relationships and now I could have, you know, a good relationships we can do a school in Asia now because we, we saw it's all relationships, yeah. man. You know, and it's it's always about... Doing something good for somebody first, having the first dibs on something. Most of my friends, I always try to like have something up on them first. We battle with each other. We argue about paying for shit, but I, as long as I I got something on on you first that I helped you with, <laughs> and yeah. I'm gonna just always keep trying to help you. And eventually, if I call you, you might answer the phone. You might help me. Right. So that's just how it works. It's really like building a network of people. But if you got to up on everybody, you gotta you gotta up. <laughs> But dude, the fact that you even then were investing your time and choosing to, instead of be like, no, I'm going to go hang with girls after the show, instead of being like, I'm going to meet the people that booked him, I'm going to meet the so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And like, dude, the fact that that was your choice, man, is yeah. so smart. Man, either you're a weather reporter or a weather changer. Either you see around the corner or you're just waiting in line around the other quarter, you know? Mm. So it's, uh, we see the vision. I didn't want to, I wasn't wow. planning on being a musician my whole life. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted, I didn't want to have to do it. I want to do it for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I knew I had to have relationships and it, and it, and I made a mistake sometimes where I tried to build the relationships. That's not how it works. But yeah. If you study the branding laws, you'll know that it's, fa it's called favorable publicity. Yeah. There was a time where I met Bill Gates, bro. I told my homie Ricky Palomino, we're, uh, we were doing live uh, live eight in London. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're all in crib outfits, looking like jail outfits. Yeah. And I see Bill Gates, and I'm like, oh my God, it's Bill Gates. And the selfish part of me wants to go up and be like, yo, I'm Lawrence. I want to meet you, da, 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 because this is Bill Gates. He got some money. But then I was like, let me think about this. So I told my homie Ricky Palomino, who's the tour manager, I'm like, hey, Ricky, here's 400 euro. Go tell him I'm tight. So he walked over there, 
talk to her for about two minutes. I'm acting like I'm just minding my own business. Then Ricky says, hey, Red. And I come over there, meet Bill Gates, give me his card. And I'm like, oh, so this just proves my point of the Brandon Law book. It's called Favorable Publicity. Most people, you're never, you're never supposed to self-advertise. You only self-advertise when the brand's already healthy. Mm. It takes like 10 years to do that. So it's because my brand wasn't healthy, you have to tell somebody else because it's FOMO, fear of missing out. You know, right. it's, it, it's if somebody else tells somebody that you're good, you, you're better off giving somebody $10 and say, hey, tell them I'm tight. Yeah. And they'll they'll get it better. It's just a mind thing. And I and all that's in the book. So read the book. Favorable publicity. Favorable publicity. How do you get other people to talk about how tight you are other than yourself? Because, you know, who will believe yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's um, without knowing it. That's how my career got to where it is. That's how Jam Card got to where it is. Other people talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Good to people. Yeah. Bro, I swear I have burned zero bridges in the music industry in I know. 20 years. I know, bro. You're... I mean, you know, she, he called. I come as he calls. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he always, he's you, bro. We're like the same, bro. It's your your energy, your attitude. You, you're just not, you know. Excuse my language, but I usually call these people bitch ass niggas. <laughs> but you're I'm not, not a, that, you're, right? Yeah, you're not that. Okay, thank God. And you're not an asshole, and I <laughs> and I appreciate that because we need more people that really that that really understand the bigger vision that sees around the corner yeah some people might not get it but the people that see around the corner we gotta our attention gotta be thinking about them and yeah. helping other people or yes. we're all fucked you know yes. so definitely man and i feel the same way about you i've always yeah it's very inspired about what you do and so that's why i love coming here i love feeling the inspiration man, man. I love I love talking with you always just to be like I'm gonna pick up something. I'm Come on, pick same up. here, bro. Yeah. Always, and we got a, we got a few collabs coming up. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, can we talk about it? Let's do it. All right, motherfuckers. <laughs> October 11th, Jam Card 1500 Nothing collaboration at our building. It's gonna be amazing. We got so many special guests. We're performing. Everybody, your mama is gonna be there. It's probably gonna be a wedding. There's going to be a line outside, so... Most definitely. Call this guy. Make sure y'all got that app. <laughs> <laughs> Info at jamcard.com. Because yeah, we're going up. But this is the... I always wanted to do a jam card, bro. Yeah. And I've been to a couple of them, and it, I just couldn't wait for our opportunity and the fact that we're doing it in our building. And it's just it's just a blessing, bro. So I appreciate that. We're going to kill it. I don't oh, want to miss that. It's a long time coming. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I can't wait, man. It's, uh yeah, 1500 or nothing. Jam, jam. Hey. In the building. In volume, it's uh, it's going to be amazing. And the other reason why I'm so ex I'm so excited for that for multiple reasons. First mm -hmm. of all, we've been, we've been talking about it for years. Like, yeah. all right, just a time, and it's one of the things you got to be patient. It's like at the right time it'll happen. Yeah, we want yep. it to happen. It's but God's time. Yeah, it's, it's here now. Got to wait for it. And now the building's here, and we're gonna we're gonna christen the building, bro. Yeah, let's break it in. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and what's so what I love also so much we've already talked about 1500 Sound Academy, mm -hmm. which is so great for so many people. Uh, so many opportunities and pathways that you can help people mm -hmm. uh, go down for their uh, for their success. And the other thing that Jamcard is building, School Gig, we're building a, a platform to hire 15,000 artists to be teachers in California public schools. Wow. I'm going to clap for that. Yeah, Let's clap go. it on. That's fire, but, bro. But, uh, but 
Yeah. Once again, just taken from, you know, where you're leading and everything with education and giving back and the importance of it. You know, during COVID, we built Jam Card Mentors for like a one-on-one video call music expert marketplace. You could just, if you, maybe you're from a city where there's not a lot of opportunity or there's not a lot of artists or producers or Mm -hmm. songwriters or whatever. So you can just go online and book a session, book a one-on-one with someone like yourself and then they hear your music. So like, so that was one thing. And then you took it to the whole next level. And then, um, or you had already been doing that. You've always been doing that. But, um, but with school gig, it's, it's so cool because it's the public schools, man. You know, it's, it's, it's Mm. preschool. It starts at preschool, preschool all the way through high school. So important. And it's all of California. (sighs) And, uh, so we're doing it. Actually one of the first, uh, school districts we're focusing on is Inglewood. Inglewood, we outside. Let's go. So yeah. So for anyone listening to this, if you ever were interested in becoming a teacher, um, go to schoolgig.us and you can read all about it. There's a lot of opportunity because Proposition 28 passed in the state of California, which is bringing a billion dollars a year to hire all of these teachers. So it's finally bringing funding back to arts education. Well, you know what we got to do with Jam Guard? We should do like, if we hire them, they have to be trained here. Well, that is that is great. That's why I was also thinking like, do any of the people that come out of the Sound Academy want to be teachers? Yeah. But bro, all, we got so many alumni that's teachers now. That's, that's perfect. That's nuts, yeah. you know, but they know, they learned all the rules, they've been yeah. through the class, they know how to deal with people, know how not to react to assholes. Oh yeah. You know, it's a, they got it. So we and, all love to do that. So it like goes, it goes that way, but it also goes even into Sound Academy because imagine getting these amazing producers, arts teachers, and everything teaching the high school kids. So now they're they're in high school, they're learning, and then they graduate, and now they're like, I want to get into music, and exactly. then they go to fifteen hundred Sound Academy. Like we just had a whole another plan right here. We did it live. Let's go. <laughs> My guy, Rance. So it's. I love, I love that. It's exciting, man, and it's cool. I was talking to Omari on the other day, mm-hmm. uh, our mutual homie, and yeah. he was, you know, he was telling me, you know, he's from LAUSD, right? Oh, all, yeah, all of them. I'm from LAUSD. Like, it's like uh, public schools in in California and in LA and this whole area. It's like, you know, it only takes like one teacher. You can have one great teacher in the arts or in whatever, but especially in the arts that like could, could could make you think like. <clears throat> I could do this. Yeah. Cause I had nothing. I was 15 when I started touring when I was 15. And the reason why I was able to was because I had uh, a high school counselor that was like, yeah, you know what? You're not an academic. You don't really pay attention to class. You'd be better. You could go drum and tour. See, and that's all it took. You could, you can, <laughs> right. It was just, just those words compared to you can't. Yeah. Oh my God. What that does to a teenager or, or, or younger. Right. Yeah. That that changes everything, man. Just putting that battery pack in you. Do you did you have a a teacher in the early days that resonated with you that opened your mind or enabled you or taught you um, that you remember? My teachers was the streets mistakes. Yeah, I just I just learned from mistakes. You yeah. know what I mean. Of course, I had my dad and people mentors for different things, but all my everything was split up because I was in a church world, I was in a dance world, I was you know some of my friends were gangbangers. I didn't had the business world and then I had I was a part of a drum squad and band so I had mentors from different things from all, all these different things that I wanted to do and yeah. kind of took what I learned from that and what I didn't learn and made my own <laughs> you know oh, yeah. yeah a little blueprint to to live life yeah 
You've done good, kid. I right, thank you, man. More to do, guys. You've done good. You inspire us all, Rants. We love Rants. <laughs> thank y'all. Man. Everybody loves Rants. Fifteen hundred or nothing. Lawrence hey. Dobson, the three and the five. Fifteen hundred or nothing. Yeah, I got tattooed too, guys. Bam. Gang, gang. Serious. We all have tattoos. I don't, I don't have a single tattoo. We gotta, but... get, we gotta get one fifteen hundred tattoo for Jam Car, even if it's a henna. Oh, we could. We... <laughs> You gotta represent. You gotta represent. I might have a henna, a henna person here. I need a volume. I need some volume jewelry, bro. That's what I need. I got you. I got you. I got you. We'll set you up. Let's do some business, Rance. Easy, easy, easy. Let's go. Working with good people. We got smiles on our faces always. This shit is authentic as a motherfucker. Yeah. Always. So yeah, thanks for the time, dude. Man, anytime. Anytime. And I'm waiting uh to get called so I can do a one-on-one mentor, a jam card. So oh. I said it. Just so it's on him. Ask Elmo. We're going to get rants on Jam Card Mentors. You just heard it. You can't back out now. Can't back out. I can't, can't back wait. out. You're in. <laughs> I'm in. And I'm here for the Sound Academy for anything, uh, dude. I already know. We family forever. Anything right? always. You know for that. Real. Yep. We're in cahoots, guys. 1500 Jam Card. Y'all heard it by us. We got to do a 1500 Jam Card handshake. Maybe yeah, it's like 1500 and then like. We'll, we'll come in with our, our uh, body 11. I got to ask. <laughs> I'm going to call Lupe Fiasco yeah, and be Lupe, like, do you have an idea to <laughs> extend the, the handshake? <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. All right, my bro. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. We out. Go. Let's go. <laughs>